Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship, and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host, Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Good morning. How are you feeling this week, Ames? Yeah, good, good. Getting there slowly. Mm-hmm. So we are almost at the point where I feel like I should start to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 weeks. We had our nip come back and all everything was low risk. So, so exciting. Now just waiting on our structural scan to confirm that baby has everything and yes. in all the right places. So that's um, what, 14? No. So they can do it any time between 11 and, and any time from 11. Um, wow. So I will be 12 plus 3, but... We will do it internally because I've had so many internal mm-hmm, scans. Mm-hmm. They're just the norm for me. It's easy after you, yeah. <laughs> so we'll do it internally. And then if by chance there's anything they can't see, I go back weekly anyway. So they'll yeah. double check it then. Um, but she did look over last week and said she could see a lot of the stuff they would be checking already. So it's she's so fairly exciting. confident that everything will be cleared next week. So yeah, wow. we just go from there. And that's our last big hurdle. And then mm-hmm. Everyone's hoping that I just chill out a bit and the anxiety settles and <laughs> I'm not so terrified all the time. Yeah, I think it's hard, like, especially your first pregnancy in terms of, like, how far this has gone. Mm. It can, it, it is just nerve-wracking. Yep. Like, I think that people, you know, as much as they're saying, oh, you should just relax, no one relaxes. Yep. No one relaxes yep. until they're past sort of 12 weeks, past their NIP test, past their structural then you can sort of start to relax. And like everyone keeps saying, like you've got some PTSD, like it's understandable that you're mm. going to freak out and like hopefully once you've had all these tests and you're all cleared and hopefully once you start feeling baby move, like you'll, but you'll never be smooth sailing. I'll never be one of those people oh, no. who's loving every minute and, you know, breezing through pregnancy. It's just not going to happen, unfortunately. That's not your personality. No, it's not. So, but hopefully it lessens so that I can be yes. less panicked and less waking up every day going, oh my God, is the baby still okay? And, um, yeah. My husband had a freak out this week. So we did find out the gender, which I'm not going to share just yet, but I think that made it very real that it, yeah. it's it, not it a it anymore. Yeah. It actually has a gender and we could like properly start thinking about its name and all that kind of thing. And he was like, oh my God, there's actually a little human that will be joining us. I was yeah. like, yes, yes, there is. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's also that like solidification of being able to personalize the the body that's in you so I think like especially for women like we go through so much we're feeling all the things all the time so for us we sort of are able to establish that bond and understand what is happening because you've got so much physiological change but from a guy from the outside it doesn't feel real until you can you either see them on the ultrasound wiggling their little nubs around (laughs) or definitely I think gender always always helps to sort of be able to connect them to it. I think this week's just been big for him because we did find out the gender and also like I've started to get a little bit of a belly and it's yeah. like it's not just going away now so it's not bloating like yeah. there's a little bit of a bump there so especially if I'm wearing something tighter at the end of the day he's like oh my god you actually somewhat look pregnant it's like yeah, yeah. yes there is a human growing in there. Yeah yeah that's it because it's not just like the, the baby's tiny at this point but you've got like your, your placenta and your and... uterus and all the liquid around it and like yeah you start to have that like very distinct pregnancy shape. Yeah 
So yes, yeah, so it's been a big week, but getting right. there, all good so far. That, and that's you? exciting. Yeah, I've had an interesting week. So I was given a lot of homework from my OB for this month to do. So I sort of had to get my placenta check happening. I've got that booked in for 32 weeks because currently I'm at placenta previa, which means, again, I won't be able to have a natural birth. So hoping that that moves. I had to get my GD test. So I did that this morning, which was a huge rigmarole. It's like a two-hour test as it is, but it just happened to be... The only day I could go was today so hubs could look after Ted. And of course, the first clinic I went to was closed. The second clinic would be closed by the time I was finishing my test, so they wouldn't take me. So I had to go to another clinic and then I had to wait because there were a whole bunch of people in front of me because the other clinics were closed. So a two-hour test ended up taking about four and a half hours this morning. Yeah, I'm now a pin cushion <laughs> full of holes, which is always fun. And it was just like a sort of okay, we've only got 12 weeks left. We really need to start getting things yeah. happening. So I've written myself a list of stuff that I need to get for Emerson, that I need to get for myself, like things that I either needed to replace after Ted because you just wear and tear them so mm -hmm. much. So um, I had a harker from a friend and I sort of by the end of the time that I'd finished using it with Ted, I was like, this is probably I need to replace it, so I need to get one of those. I want to get a baby nest for Emerson because it doesn't, like, we don't know, but I don't think she's going to have the same hip issues as Ted, so I can mm -hmm. probably actually put her in a nest. Yep. And also we don't have a bassinet, which everyone finds so crazy, but, like, we hired a snoo for Ted. Yeah. I don't see the value of it, to be honest. Like, he slept great in his cot during the day as well as the snoo at night, so I don't think it's a necessary yeah, thing. Yeah, so. it's strange because I was like, I want one, I'm set on one, and the more I go on, I'm like, oh. I just don't know if it's worth yeah. the extra one to two hours of sleep at night for that exorbitant cost. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's why we hired it and didn't buy it. Yeah. So I just want, like, a normal co-sleeping bassinet so I can zip her in, zip her out, make it easy, and that's kind of where my head's at. And it's just been a lot of, like, little things that shouldn't take that long in terms of, like, life admin stuff that has taken so long. <laughs> and it's like... Yesterday we were back at the orthopaedic surgeon to get Ted's hips checked. Most kids by his stage are getting like six months to a year, but because his was so severe, we're still on four months. Yeah. So I organised for Ash to come over with me to the appointment so he could hold Ted in the x-ray because I'm pregnant, I can't go in the x-ray room. Yeah. So he'd come over on his lunch break. We'd done a quick dash, done that, gone over to see the orthopedic surgeon across the road. She's gone, no, I'm not happy with those images. You need to go back and get it done oh. again. She's like, I, from what I can see, it looks like he needs to be re-harnessed. And I was like, oh, oh hell no. Again. No way. So, so we went back and then I had to get another staff member to hold him because, again, I couldn't go back into the x-ray room. So, again, just like something that should have taken an hour took like two and a half hours because yeah. we were back and forth, back and forth. And obviously, you know, we had our appointments, but then the second time it wasn't an appointment thing because it was just there and then, so we were waiting a bit. So it's been a bit of a, like, frustrating week. Yeah. But things going smoothly or according to plan. Yeah, everything's just like feels like I'm kind of up against a wall for some reason and I'm like, why is nothing simple? No. But, you know, and then I just jump on Instagram for a couple of minutes of, you know, comedic relief to see what everyone else is up to. And I see all my friends' body off in Europe. So Everyone's in Europe. Yeah. That is what we are going to talk about today yeah. is just 
the comparison culture and how much it can affect you when you are in the pregnancy and motherhood stage. Mm -hmm. Because we both come from backgrounds where we had careers. We were quite Mm. busy. We were never the work from home mum that that wasn't who we were for a long time yeah um you know we did travel and do all those things and now we've both completely done a 180 in life and yeah and I think that's the thing especially because you know we've both seen Europe done Europe done the things and then all of our friends are starting to like go over there now because like my girlfriends that are over there are a little bit younger as well so they're not really in the stage of like babies and stuff Mm -hmm. And I think like it really hit me when I went to visit one of my friends who I used to work with and I actually trained her. Like I hired her, I trained her, she worked on my team and I kind of like mentored her through her career and even like when I left she would still like email me or message me or call me and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this, can you help me? Which I absolutely was like so happy to do because I just adore this girl. She's Mm. awesome and she is absolutely smashing it now so much so that she only lives in Australia half the year she lives overseas the rest of the year because she has that flexibility yeah she's proved herself so much at her job that she only has to be in the office or in the country for half the year and the rest of the time she can live wherever she wants as long as she has an internet connection she can keep doing her job literally living her best life yeah and it was like this real (laughs) moment of just you know, I took her, I took Ted in and we went and had a little visit before she went off because she won't be back for another three months. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do like working holiday. Like I'll just work like two hours a day and that should be enough to like see me through while I'm, you know, globe chopping around, <laughs> you know, Europe and, and the Emirates. And I was like, oh, my God, like it was such a poignant moment to be like there was a time where we were the same mm-hmm. and now our life has deviated so 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 much yeah and like she loves ted's and that is awesome and you know like i took him in and my old boss was there and she was so awesome and but they're like everyone was like oh when are you coming back like are you gonna finish up this maternity leave and i was like oh no 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 like i'm just about to have another baby I actually won't be back. i'm unlikely to be coming back to this career and it was really like just this moment of clarity to be like that's not my life anymore like if I'm gonna go overseas I'll be going overseas with my husband and our children yeah well that's the other demographic you see like I know if I'm scrolling on Instagram it's either the career people who don't have commitments don't have kids and stuff or it's the people who've got grown kids who Mm. are maybe you know older than eight and they're going on family trips around yeah. Europe and that kind of thing. There's no one that I've seen that's globetrotting with an infant. It's just no. not practical. <laughs> no. Look, and, you know, I went to Adelaide a couple of months ago with Ted and Ash and it was for his work thing. And for the most part it was fine, but that's a two-and-a-half-hour flight. We're not talking about a 24-hour flight to another country. Jet lag. Jet lag, you know, trying to buy supplies for your little person in a language maybe you don't even speak. Like, it's just such a foreign concept to me. And, you know, I think it's always funny when you have, like, your Google photo memories or whatever pop up and Ash and my anniversary to Japan popped up and, you know, every day we're, like, reliving all these photos of this amazing trip that we'd had. And we've always said, like, once the kids are old enough to travel, that'll be the first country we go back to. Mm -hmm. But it's quite a different thing when you're actually looking at it and going, 
Oh, wow. That was seven years. <laughs> seven years ago. It feels like, yeah, a really long time ago. And feels like there's a long way to go before we're able to be back into that stage. Yeah. And traveling with kids is always going to be different to them what it was when you were traveling without them. You know, oh, yeah. the freedoms, the flexibility, they're not necessarily needing to plan every last thing. Yeah. It's going to be different. But. And I think like the destination and the experience you have is different as well. Yeah. So the last overseas trip Ash and I had, we went to Paris and Lyon for my 30th birthday. Yes, I'm a spoiled brat. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Very aware of my privilege. Um, and it was just before like all the craziness happened with COVID and everything kind of mm-hmm. kicked off. So we'd had other trips planned before we were going to have our baby, but COVID kind of killed everything. And then, you know, by the time everyone was allowed to travel again, we were pregnant. So it just wasn't going to happen. But I remember like how free that trip was, like the fact that we just jumped on a train and went across, you know, the country or, you know, we were able to go out for dinner every night and that just the experience that we had is not something we will ever have again until we are like, in our golden (laughs) years like to a point where our kids don't need us to be there and we have that freedom again it's yeah exactly and I think it's hard like because when you're on the other side of the fence when you're a young single person with money at your disposal and the world is your oyster you're not tied down by a relationship your job has flexibility you have cash in the bank like that kind of freedom is just so unreal Like I can't even wrap my head around it. And from their perspective as well, because they're not in the mindset of like having kids. I went to dinner with some friends and, you know, I'm listening to all their big plans and all the things. And, you know, Ash and I, I think we've ticked off some of the big goals. Like Mm -hmm. we're in our home that we want to be in forever. Ash is very settled into his career. My business is chugging along. We're going to have our two kids. We've done that sort of stuff. If you're not in that mind frame of like, oh, these are my big life goals and your big life goals are still like make as much money as you can, maybe buy an investment property and just work your ass off on your career and travel. Like the whole concept of buying a house that you're going to live in forever and have kids, it seems so like it's not something you aspire to, if that makes sense. Yeah. And one of them said to me, we're walking back, we'd had this nice dinner and there's a conversation about, oh, this is really going to make my friends and I sound like vapid morons. But anyway, we're talking about our handbags. One of my friends has a YSL bag. The other one had a Gucci bag and I have my Prada bag. I have had my Prada bag the longest because I just have, I guess. Like I, I've always been into fashion. And you don't have a collection of no, bags. No, 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 no. I just have a few. You use them all the time. Yeah, and it's my everyday bag and I've had it for probably about four years, and Ash did buy it for me for my birthday about four years ago, and these girls are just starting to get to that point where they've got, like, their careers are at the point where they feel comfortable spending a couple of thousand dollars on a handbag. And the conversation sort of went, oh, yeah, you've had that bag for ages, hey? And I was like, yeah, like four years or so. And they're like, oh, it still looks brand new. I'm like, I know, it's great, like... You know, it's it's a very, it's a good quality bag. Like I did a lot of research when I wanted to buy it. It is my everyday bag. It's perfect to have with the nappy bag because it's quite small, but it's got a lot of room and lots of pockets. And they were like, oh yeah, Ash bought you that, hey. And I was like, yeah, he did. (laughs) And it was like, 
I'm sure nothing was ever meant by it, but the comment was sort of like, oh, well, your husband has to buy you things now because you don't work anymore. You're not a career girl anymore. And it was just like, well, there was a time where I was your boss. And that's a really weird dynamic to then be sitting across from them a couple of years later and I'm not their boss anymore. And to have that conversation, I was just like, I felt a bit judged and I was like, oh. But also I feel like, our husbands can only be as successful as they are because they have us at home. Yeah, like, exactly. They wouldn't, like, I'm sure they would still do well, but they wouldn't be able to do all the things they do and spend all the time they do in their businesses, in their jobs, in their roles, if there wasn't someone at home doing majority of the housework, oh, majority sure. of the life admin, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, because I struggle with this because I used to be very independent and mm. for a long time I was the breadwinner and, you know, my career took precedent. So... I struggled with taking a step back and yeah. it's only been the last probably 18 months that I've done so. And even when I ended my last corporate role, I still was like, no, I'm going to go do, you know, night shifts in a hotel. Like, yeah. I have to do something. Like I can't just be at home. And then when it was like, no, this is not feasible. There's too much to do in the mm. business. You need to just let yeah, you go need of your outside commitments. Yeah. I really struggled with being dependent on my husband, mm-hmm. which is so strange because I never cared when I was the one earning yeah. more. It was never that way in reverse so why was I suddenly so scared of relying on his business and his Mm. income to pay my income like it's such the strange feeling but it's like I have to remind myself his business in part only succeeds as much as it does because Because I'm there behind the scenes helping it do so yeah absolutely absolutely and I think that's the other point like the girlfriends I was having these conversations with one of them is I guess like more or less kind of single she's seeing a guy but they're not like married or anything. Um, And the other one is married to her partner, but they have been together for a really long time and have very separate sort of like lives and careers. So again, like her income is her income, his income is his Mm -hmm. income kind of thing. And it was like a bit of a like, oh, is that a bit strange? Because I I generate an income, but it's tiny in comparison to what I used to. Mm. If you're looking at like what my business turns over, but I work you know, freaking 60 plus hours, 80 hours plus a week as a stay-at-home mum as well on top of that. So I think that it's really hard to feel like you're not comparing yourself constantly to your peers around you despite the fact that they're in just such a different life stage. Yeah. Like it's trying to compare apples and oranges. It's stupid, but it still happens. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, like, because we both have friends who are in a slightly younger demographic, say by like three to five years mm. or whatever, that three to five years makes a big difference when yeah. you're in your mid-20s versus early 30s kind of thing yeah. because things are still changing. Like if I look back to my mid-20s, it was very different to where I am now. Oh, it's definitely. not all that long ago in reality, yeah. but it feels like it was so long ago and things are so different now. Yeah, absolutely. And I have seen a sort of shift with my friendship groups So I think that when I was in the depth of, you know, career focus and didn't really want to have kids and, you know, it was all about the money, money, money. Even when I moved into state, I was still in the same industry. So we would still get together and sort of compare notes. But my girlfriends who I have known the longest, who are my age, they were not in that sort of mind frame of you know career progression and stuff they were starting to think about having families and wanting to get married and I found myself sort of shift back to my original friend group 
because we just have that in common now. Yeah. They have kids, they are either getting married or have been with a long-term partner. They're starting to think about having kids. Like that friendship group has really started to take off again. Yeah. And the other friendship group has really dwindled because we just don't have that in just common. Just you're relating to is changing again. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, it's hard because I feel like sometimes I feel a bit envious of them but very rarely I do I don't think that they look at my life and go oh I'd like to be in that position I know one or two of them do yeah but most of them are so busy like living their extremely extravagant <laughs> lives that they don't really look at my life and feel like oh that'd be nice but I feel like that will again shift say in the next five years or so as they've done their travel and they've achieved new goals in their careers they will probably most of them get to that point yeah. where they will then be on the page that we're on now when we have school-age children. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's another big shift as well. So, you know, being in this newborn to young toddler group, I saw my mum friends that I've made in my mum groups a lot more six months ago than I have recently mm. because most of them are going back to work. And I said this to Hubs last night. I said, I feel like I'm in this weird timeline where, you know, I have to sort of separate my little sections of my week out to fit in with all of my girlfriend's working schedules mm. because the majority of my work, like I'm physically at work on a weekend, yeah. but my all my prep work I just do during the week. Yeah. So I get it done during Ted's naps or like while he's having quiet playtime, I'm behind the scenes prepping everything for my event for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So... During my week, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I know that this friend works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and her kid's in daycare those days, so we can only see them, say, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Then I know my other friend is on, like, a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, so I know I can only see them on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm, I'm at that point now trying to shuffle everyone else's schedules, and I'm, like, the malleable one. Yeah. But the frustrating thing is that it does mean... And this was so noticeable while you're away because you're the same as me. You work your own hours, Relatively right? flexible, yeah. So, you know, I'm used to being able to message you and be like, oh, hey, I've got to go, you know, over to the shops. Do you want to come and grab a coffee with me I'm while like, we sure, run some I errands? I my invoicing back two, three hours, no problem. Yeah, because you're like, oh, yeah, I need to get groceries anyway. Yeah. So, you know, we'll do like the little mundane things together because our schedules are flexible. Yeah. But I, I'm getting to that point where I don't have that with my other mum friends. Yeah. Because they're all like, oh, well, I have to be at work. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Not so I think works from home. that's the other point is like, you know, you compare yourself not only to your friends that you maybe once were in the same career boat with and you watch them if they've decided not to have kids or it's not been in, you know, their, their world at mm. the moment. You watch them flourish and they're traveling and they're buying all the things and it's lovely. Or you've got your friends who are having babies, but then they have to go back to work. Yeah. And then it's just you and I just flopping around, yeah. like doing our own thing. But I think we're like... We're the, the weird ones in this situation. Yeah. We have, and like we're the fortunate ones, I guess, in the situation yeah. that we have that flexibility, you know. I know that my week is structured that Monday to Thursday, I am working in the business and that's what I do because Fridays I usually have an appointment first thing in the morning and then yeah. we do our podcasting. Yeah. 
but although I know Monday to Thursday is my scheduled business time, there's no set timing I have to yeah. do that. So if I have an appointment or if I want to catch up with you, I can, you know, I can do my invoices at 9, 10 o'clock at night because yeah. I prefer, I'm a night owl anyway. Yeah. And I've got that flexibility. There's not a boss breathing down my neck. I'm no. not clocked in at any particular time. I can move things around as I see fit to accommodate what I want to do. And I guess a lot of people even who work from home don't have that because no. they still have a set schedule they have to adhere to. Exactly, exactly. And I think it makes it really hard. So you're kind of constantly comparing yourself to other mums and the way that they're doing things I even said to Ash the other day I was like do you think we should put Ted in daycare he's like why no he's like do you do you need some time off and I was like no no just everyone's in daycare that's just what everyone's doing he's like well it's up to you but like you know when he's sick you're gonna have to be the one to yeah deal with that and I'm like I don't really want to do that. And you've already been sick enough the last few months. You don't oh, need any Yeah, extra. honestly. No, 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 no. Not for me. And the thing is, like, I don't feel bad about him not going to daycare because he has his crèche three days a week. And he's got his other little friends that he and, catches yeah, up with. And... Like, I try and make sure we always have, like, at least one play date a week. Yeah. And we tend to do a longer play date. So yesterday we had, like, three hours yeah. in a play centre with a friend. So, you know, he's that, getting that interaction. Yeah, he's definitely getting plenty. Like, if you meet Ted, he's a very social kid. Yes. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's got any social issues whatsoever. He, he just wants to be friends with everyone. So, I think he's like adjusted to it for that reason. But it's just, it kind of got into my head, and I was like, but this is what everyone else is yeah, doing. Yeah, everyone this else is what I'm in supposed daycare. To be Why doing. is my kid not in daycare? But the thing is that all my other friends, like, they went back to their job because they're on paid maternity leave. Yeah. They get the government stipends for their care as mm -hmm. well. Like those are two things that do not apply to me. I'm not on paid maternity leave. Yeah. I choose when I want to work and if I want money. Yeah. And then the other side of it is that because of what Hubs does for a living, I don't get subsidy for childcare. Yeah. So, you so pay through the I'm paying it. 600 plus dollars for say a day and a half of daycare. Yeah. Like that's a lot of money to be coming out for me to have a day and a half off with no guaranteed income either. Like because it's a Monday to Friday thing, I wouldn't be working on a job that day yeah. that I couldn't just be doing at home. Exactly, yeah. Like I have kind of considered that once Emerson comes along and I've got two kids, I need to make a choice whether I completely take a break from my work say for six months until she's at a point where she can also go to creche or do I get like a nanny for say three hours a day a couple of days a week so I can make sure I can still get some stuff done do a couple of bookings here and there and also just make sure like I can still go to the gym and live a life it kind of depends what kind of baby she is as well because yes. Ted was a relatively easy baby in the scheme of yeah. things. So if she's like he was, then you might be able to go back to doing stuff around her sleep schedules. If yeah. touch wood, she's not. But if she's a nightmare and she doesn't sleep and stuff, well, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess like that's the good thing, right? Like, again, having the flexibility. And I think I'm past the point of being so concerned all the time about, like I used to compare my business to every other event business on the Gold Coast and be like, oh, well, they work a lot and they do this and they do that. But now that I have been around for a lot longer, I have more work than I can handle. Mm. And there's been a lot of companies that have come and gone in the time that I've continued to trade. Yeah. So I no longer have that fear of like, oh, people forget me if I'm not here for a couple of months. That's just not the case. Yeah. Like my 
website continues to generate leads all the time. Every single day I'm getting people inquiring. There's more work than I know what to do with. And yeah. because I'm a proven entity here on the Gold Coast and in Brisbane, people will keep using me. Yeah, people know you. You've got referrals. It's a trusted name. So mm. people are going to go back to it. Exactly. So if I do choose to take a couple of months off, I'm almost tossing up whether I take off Christmas this year because I have not had a Christmas off since I started the business. Yeah. So even my first year of business, I launched officially and had my first booking in the September. So by Christmas, I had bookings. Even yeah. though I was in Wagga and even though we were at the end of the pandemic, I had bookings and I worked over that Christmas. And then... You know, the first year back, I had a really good, I think I did like 70 settings or something the first year back on the Gold Coast. Last year was the same thing. Even though I had Ted, we hosted and it was <laughs> Ted's first Christmas. I still worked for the whole of Christmas. I just adjusted my schedule so that I only did like for the whole of December, I just took bookings for the week of Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I had the whole month to prep all of my bookings. But again, I think I still did like 80 settings. It was yeah, still a was really still a busy time. Um, and it just happened that Ash had sort of like the week after Christmas off. So I just pushed off all of my pickups and stuff until that week. So yeah. that was fine. But this might be the only year I get to have off. Because Emmy's due in October. And so she's only going to be three months old or so. So yeah, so I really feel month. like a few people, like I've had a few inquiries come in, but nothing's booked. So I kind of need to make up my mind because I will start to get bookings from sort of October. Mm. Like the last two years have proved anything. Like I've been fully booked for Christmas well, and it's hard by mid-November. Christmas is your busiest time of year. Like it's your biggest season. Yeah. So it's like, do you just go with it because it is that peak period or do you take advantage of the fact that you will have a three-month-old baby and it may it's be the only excuse. Christmas you get? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's a great excuse to say, to, to legitimately tell customers like, I'm sorry, but I just had a baby three months ago. I'm not going to do Christmas and have them understand. Yeah. As opposed to, I know this is a big inconvenience to you, but I'm just not going to trade. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it might be the only time I'm going to get this chance. And to know that my business is not going to fail if we miss one Christmas. Yeah. I think you've got that confidence coming into this year. Like the year that Ted was born, it was like, oh, the business was still you know, a year or two behind yeah. where it is now. And it's like, is it going to survive if I take an extended period of time off? And now yeah. it's like, well, I know it can survive three, four months if yeah. it has to. So, And I was back into full trade by Christmas anyway because Ted was born in April. Yeah. So I'd had quite a long time. I'd gotten back into work, I think, about six weeks after he was born and then slowly increased and increased my bookings. And then once I got pregnant again, I've started to decrease them again. So I think... I was quite comfortable to work through that and I could manage that load. But just looking at Christmas this year, I'm like, one, we don't have to host, which is great. My brother's taking the mantle this year. Nice. So excited. So I'm like, this might be the only year where I don't have to host, I don't have to work, and I can just enjoy my Christmas with my two kids. Yeah. I may not get this opportunity again. <clears throat> well, that's it. As in, my husband's not a big celebrator of Christmas. We don't mm. usually do anything. So occasionally we've gone to stay with his parents or something if they've wanted to. And last year we stayed with his aunt. But generally, he's not a Christmas person. And we spent the first 10 years of our relationship not doing anything. Mm. So I think in his mind, it's like, well, this is our last Christmas where we're not going to be obligated to do anything. Yeah. So we're going to stay home and do absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing. Because from next Christmas, yeah. there will be a small human and everyone will want to see said small human. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, your Christmases are going to become really chaotic because Christmas with kids 
if you like Christmas now, Christmas with kids is it incredible. It's so much better because they just get so much magic out of yeah. it. Like kids just froth Christmas. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think for us, it'll definitely be a quiet one this year. And well, I'll also be thirty six weeks pregnant, yeah. so I won't be doing anything at all. But we'll take advantage of it being the last quiet Christmas where, you know, we're not going to want to have all the family come visit and stuff because exactly. there's no reason for them to yet. Yeah. But yeah, because we know that things will change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or you guys, well, I was going to say you could take a holiday, but you're nah, 36 weeks, I you're not going to want to leave the house. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think that, I think sometimes just having the perspective of being like, get off Instagram look at what you've got going mm. on in your own life and feel like just just the reassurance of like what's on Instagram is somewhat of the story. Yeah. But also I think the good thing to remind yourself, especially because we have done a fair bit of travel, yeah. is just be like, okay, yes, they're like living it up in We're not Spain, having a wonderful time, but they're probably a bit jet lagged and it's <laughs> maybe really hot. Like just a little bit of like reassurance that it looks fantastic and it is fantastic and I'm so happy for those people, but just that your life doesn't suck because you're in a different age and stage. I did have a chuckle yesterday at someone saying like it's sweltering hot in Milan, it's 38 degrees and they're dying and I had a bit of a chuckle. I was like, well, when I was in Milan, it was February, so it was not that hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just different and I think for me, I'm just like, I have to remind myself, been there, done that. Yeah. It's it's not missing out on anything. I've just done that already. Yeah. And things have changed. Maybe I'll go back someday. Yeah. Maybe we'll take the kids back to Europe and we'll do it a little bit differently yeah. than when I did it by myself. Because, I mean, that's ago. the thing as well. Like, when you travel by yourself, like, we both did our Europe trips pretty more or less solo. Yeah. So, you know, that experience is so different to when you take your kids back yeah. years and years later and have a totally different experience. Mm. But you're absolutely right. And in five years' time, our friends who are over living it up in Europe will be like having their babies and we'll be like, oh, we're school-age kids. Can't relate. Oh, you guys aren't having like a boozy lunch at midday? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, because you're at home with a baby? Yeah. No, we, we've been there, done that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just taking a little bit less pressure off yourself to be like, it's okay that I'm in a different age, age and stage. Yeah. And there'll be some friends who don't ever want to settle down and they will travel the world and they will spend their life oh, doing power to the them. rich aunt thing and go for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> While I was visiting my old work friends, my boss did ask my girlfriend that I'd gone to see, like, because, you know, Ted ran up and hugged her and it was all very cute. And she was like, oh, so are you thinking about this at any point? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. She's just the rich auntie. <laughs> like, that's not her vibe. <laughs> can't put a baby on a plane in first class I don't think no. um, <laughs> not sure that that goes down so well so no yeah Boom. so look guys all we want to say is that it's totally normal that you feel a bit of comparisonitis I think like the hardest one for me was I was having a really hard time with Ted I think he was going through a sleep regression mm. so I was up really late with him one night and I was just looking through my Instagram and my friend was backstage with Jason Derulo <laughs> in Dubai and I was listening to my child screaming in my face. Like, obviously, I didn't have any sound on. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, my girlfriend's in Dubai with Jason Derulo just, like, hanging out at his hotel room and I'm dealing with a sleep-progressing toddler. Yeah. Wow. Even this morning I saw they announced that R&B's Live Fridays is coming oh, back this year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're not going because Emmy no. will be brand new and I will be away also. 
this will be our year off. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. We went last year. You were very early. You were sick. It mm. wasn't a good time. No. I really struggled to be away from Ted for the night because he was only six months old. Like, no, no, no. It's not happening. It's just <laughs> not. That's not not for us right now. No. And that's okay. We'll get back to something else. Yeah. And also, like, just having kids is actually magical. And it's hard to explain to anybody that's not in that period of time or wanting that period mm. of time. Because from the outside, like, I remember this before I had kids. I would look at people that have babies and I'm like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> you don't get to sleep. You can't go anywhere. You can't even pee by yourself. Why would you want to do that? And you can't really articulate it until you're in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So people aren't probably going to be envious of you and your baby life. That's okay. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> One day when your kids are like, you know, I don't know, winning Nobel Prizes or something, maybe people when are the like, kids oh, are that's cool, nice. and it's ten o'clock, and we're having boozy brunches. That's oh, the dream! Oh my god, yeah, that's something we need mm. to implement for sure. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be done with having our kids. We can just drop them off at school, and uh, you know, organize the dads to pick them up that yeah. afternoon or something, so we can just go and have an all day boozy lunch. Sounds good. Yeah, that's our plan <laughs> for the future, guys. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, thanks for joining us for another week, guys. We hope that, if anything, this has just given you a bit of reassurance if you're in the same kind of boat. Feeling a bit of FOMO that you're missing out on Europe and all those fun things that everyone seems to be doing. And it's okay because you're just in a different age and stage. And I think the other thing is we probably don't show the motherhood stuff the tender stuff as much on Instagram as people who are, like, living it up overseas because yeah. it's hard to convey like that feeling when, you know, your kid looks up at you and you're having like a beautiful moment or you're just outside doing, you know. It's hard to capture that, whereas it's not hard to capture a luxury handbag. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally different things. You know, it's it's all okay and whatever fills your cup, it doesn't matter if it's not some luxury boat ride across the Mediterranean. If you are filled with having a beautiful afternoon watching a movie with your kiddo, then that should be all that matters. Don't yep. compare yourself to other people's apples when you are an orange. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we'll stop waffling now. We'll wrap it up. If you like today's episode, you can always subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to share this episode around if any of your mama friends are finding themselves feeling a little FOMO or mm -hmm. feeling a little down about it. Please share around so that not we the can... only ones. No, we need to grow a bit of a community. It's okay to be a mum at home. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't matter if your friends are in Europe. You can live your best life at home. And we also have our socials. So you've got Facebook, we have Instagram and TikTok. So come and join the community. Have whinged us. Also, we put up a lot of polls and questionnaires. So we'd yep. love to hear from you guys. If you scroll back to last week's episode, all the links are actually in the description of that episode too to make it a bit easier for you. Fantastic. We love to see it. And Spotify, Q&As. Yes. Send us through something. If you have a question about anything that we've spoken about or even a topic you'd like to hear us discuss, send it through there and we will get back to you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye.